Then taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave the blessing and broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. Good morning, Christian America. This is just a snippet of the scripture passage that we're going to discuss today that I want to bring to you today as we continue our journey through the gospel of Mark. Jesus breaks the five loaves of bread. He breaks the two fish and he feeds thousands. But does he actually do the feeding or do the disciples actually do the work that God has provided them? Let's discuss that this morning as we get ready to get our week started off right with a little bit of scripture. Good morning, Christian America. And good morning, Christian America. Eddie here is always representing the Christian American revitalization effort coming to you this Monday to get your week started off right. The Christian American community, the Christian American revitalization effort, all dedicated to the principles of putting Christ at the forefront of our lives, gaining strength in our faith, gaining strength in our community, not because of our strength, but because of the strength that God provides us the strength of he who lives within us. It's important as we live out our days on this earth, how, how little or how long that we are blessed to be granted a life here on this earth, to be dedicating all of it to Christ, to be dedicating all of it to his word and his will, that we seek the good works that he has destined for us, that he has in store for us, that we keep the faith because it is through that faith that which we can enter eternal life through his grace, through his mercy, through him who lives within us. It's important that we know that as believers in Christ, it's important that we espouse that, that we shout that to the rooftops, that we make believers of all nations, that we get into the word, that we understand the faith that we claim and hold dear to it because, my friends, it's the most important thing that we have in our lives. Without God, nothing makes sense. Without God, this is just randomness and it means nothing. It's only with God. It's only with Jesus. It's only going and following his example and how we live. That's the only way our communities can survive. It's the only way that our country can survive. It's the only way that our society can survive. Without him, we are nothing. But with him, we, are, we, we have the opportunity to be a part of everything. Because God is everything, everything that is good. God has power that we could only dream of but because of his grace because of his mercy because of his just greatness we can participate in some of that power we can participate with him as he strengthens us as he provides us things and opportunities and struggles and wisdom and generosity and kindness and abundance that we would never know without him. It's important that we understand that. And that 
that segues right into the scripture passage that we uh, have come to today in the Gospel of Mark. If you followed us on these Monday podcasts, as we continue to go through the Gospel of Mark, you would see, you would know that Jesus has been performing miracles. He's been driving out demons. He's been uh, healing the lame. He's been helping the blind see. He's been uh, healing the possessed, both in the in, in Israel and in the land of the Gentiles. Most recently, he sends out his disciples on their first mission. He sends out the 12 to go drive out demons and to help people and to come back and report to him when they're done. And they do. And that was their first mission. And with the strength of faith that his disciples display, they are able to go out and do good works. They cannot do it by themselves. They can only do it when God has ordained them, when he has given them the ability to help others, to uh, provide for others, to serve and to heal others. Then they and us as his followers are able to come into a power a knowledge of wisdom, a life, ladies and gentlemen, that is far greater than what we could have or what we would have without Jesus. And so that segues exactly into the next portion of scripture, the very next verse in the gospel of Mark. If if you take these things in sequential order, if you take the the this passage this gospel as we are step by step chapter by chapter verse by verse good deed after good deed you will start to see a relatively simple pattern that Jesus is leading his followers he's leading the people that are seeking him that are yearning for this Messiah, that are yearning for goodness, that are yearning for purpose, that are yearning for meaning. Does that sound familiar? Does that feel familiar? We, as followers of Christ, that are seeking that purpose, that are seeking that meaning in our lives, when there's so much that we cannot control, we are seeking some sort of peace to the anxiety we are seeking some sort of stability to the chaos my friends the we need to follow the example of the early disciples the first followers of jesus and seek him follow his example take on the example put yourself in the position of these disciples and follow what they do when Jesus tells them what to do. They couldn't drive out demons. They couldn't heal the sick. They couldn't make the lame walk on their own. It's only with Jesus can they do these things. And so what we're going to uh, read and I'm going to show to you here shortly in the Gospel of Mark is that Jesus feels pity for the people who are lost 
that are looking for a leader. They are sheep without a shepherd, as scripture will tell you. And so he doesn't take everything on himself as the only shepherd in this passage. He's commissioning his followers to take on that responsibility because he knows that after a short period of time, he will be crucified. He will be raised. He will be in heaven. It's too early for them to understand that right now. But it's not too early for Jesus to start to shape and mold his early disciples in order to be the people that he needs them to eventually become. My friends, that's us. He's shaping us and he's molding us into the people that he needs us to eventually become. So let's get through this passage shortly um, and then we'll discuss it a little bit more. If you could turn your Bibles to the Gospel of Mark chapter 6, we're going to start with verse 34. And verse 34 says that when he disembarked and saw the vast crowd, his heart was moved with pity for them, for they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. By now it was late, and his disciples approached him and said, This is a deserted place, and it is already very late. Dismiss them so that they can go to the surrounding farms and villages and buy themselves something to eat. He said to them in reply, Give them some of some food yourselves. But they said to him, Are we to buy two hundred days' wages worth of food and give them and give it to them to eat? He asked them, How many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they when they had found out they had five loaves and two fish. So he gave orders to have them sit down in groups on the grass, on the green grass. The people took their places in rows by hundreds and by fifties. Then taking the loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he said the blessing, broke the loaves and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied. They picked up 12 wicker baskets full of fragments and what was left of the fish. Those who ate of the loaves were 5,000 men. Now you've probably heard this passage before. You've probably heard this story before there's a couple of times in scripture jesus either feeds the four thousand jesus feeds the five thousand here and it says five thousand men it does the same thing about women and children you can only imagine when he when he said when scripture says that they lined up in hundreds and fifties how many people there were um there's a lot of different takes on this passage about sharing with one another about the power of God, the, about the goodness of Christ. I want to focus somewhat on Jesus's actions 
because obviously it's a miracle. Obviously, the power of God is in him. He's able to make the five loaves and the two fish multiply so that everyone is full, is able to eat and eat their fill. And then they still have wicker baskets, 12 wicker baskets full of, of bread and fish afterward. We know this story. You should know this story. There's a lot of meaning into a lot of aspects of this story. One, that he feels pity on the people who have come to him because they seek leadership. They seek guidance. They seek a purpose in their lives. They seek someone. Scripture says they're sheep without a shepherd. Jesus is the ultimate shepherd. We know that. Jesus says that numerous times. However, in the context of what he just prior to this, sending out the 12 apostles on their first mission to do the works that he's called them to do. Once again, we enter this scenario where the people of the world who are seeking guidance, seeking purpose and meaning, seeking a savior who is Jesus, but he can't physically go up to every single one of the 5,000 men that we know and the umpteenth amount of women and children. What does he do? He uses the followers of him. He uses those who call themselves believers in him. He breaks the bread. He gives the blessings. The bread is multiplied. Only Jesus can do that. Only God has the power to do that. But who feeds the people? Who does the work of lifting those full baskets and handing them out to over 5,000 people? Who's the one who has to pick up the 12 wicker baskets that were left over? Who's the one that actually does the labor-intensive work on behalf of the good works, the miracle works that Jesus just did. It's his followers. His followers try to get out of any hard work. At the very beginning of this passage, they come to Jesus and say, look, it's already late. Let's send these people away so that they can go find their own place to eat, their own place to lay down. Um, they, they have, let, them, let them go figure it out. And Jesus is having none of it. He says, no, you give them something to eat. Don't, don't pass off the burden of doing the right thing. Don't pass off and don't try to pass off the burden that you should have as a follower of him onto someone else. You give them something to eat. Give them some of your food. And then what's the first thing they do? The same thing that many of us do when we're challenged in our own thinking and rebuked in our own thinking, trying to take the easy way out when we know the hard, right thing to do. Jesus, and we get called out on it. 
we start to backtrack. We start to make excuses. We start to ho, ho and hum. Uh, well, you know, I just don't got time. Uh, the, you know, jobs uh, getting real tough. We don't, we're kind of shorthanded. Uh, the kids got things going on. I have to take uh, my wife to her thing and my kids got soccer practice and the world is busy. And yeah, I didn't get much sleep last night and I don't think I'm gonna be able to make it. I know I promised you, but I don't know if I can do it. Well, you know, we're kind of shorthanded right now that, that we start making all of these excuses so do the disciples well you know we don't what are we supposed to get all this food from what are we supposed to have 200 days of worth of food um you know where where are we going to get that type of food right here right making excuses jesus doesn't let them get away with that jesus doesn't let them get away with that so he performs his miracle and he puts those disciples to work. They're the ones that have to feed the people. They're the ones that have to share that they have to carry the load of those wicker baskets. They're the ones that are walking up and down those aisles, twenty uh, hundreds and fifty at a time, handing out bread, handing out food, doing the work that God has blessed them with. God gave them a blessing. It's their jobs to then bring that blessing to the people, not for themselves, but to Jesus. Jesus is making shepherds out of these apostles. He's making shepherds out of these disciples. He's making shepherds out of you and I. He's making shepherds out of the believers in him. He's making shepherds out of his followers to do the right thing. And he's holding us to an example. He's holding us to a standard in which we cannot shirk our responsibilities as believers in Christ. We cannot pass on the burdens that we have freely accepted. We can't unsee what we've seen. We can't unknow what we now know. We've been gifted with the revelation of God. We have been gifted with scripture in our lives. We have been gifted with the gift of the Holy Spirit that drives us. We have been gifted with God Almighty who lives within us. We cannot escape the burden, the price, the work that we must now do with that response and, and, and take on with that responsibility. We must pick up those wicker baskets and we must feed those thousands of people. Today, we have our food. We have our spiritual nutrition. We have the blessing of scripture. It is our job. It is our duty as shepherds of people that we feed them. We cannot pass on that burden. We cannot pass on that responsibility. We can't sidestep and make excuses about how busy we are and how no one's going to listen to us and how, oh, maybe I don't speak so well. No, how am I going to talk to anybody? Oh, I'm kind of embarrassed. Oh, I don't think I have time. Oh, they're not going to listen anyway. Oh, we don't get along. Oh, my family hasn't spoken in years. Oh, this, that, excuse one, excuse two, excuse three. 
it doesn't matter. If you are a follower of Christ, if you are a Christian American, you have a responsibility to spread the good news of Christ to your community, to be a leader in your community, to be the shepherd of your community, not for yourself, not for your own prestige, not for your own power, not for your own money, not for your own aggrandizement, but for them, for our community writ large, to guide and shepherd your community, your family, your friends, your neighbors, your neighborhood, your church to Jesus. Do the works that he's calling us to do. Because these disciples in this passage are you and I. And Jesus is calling us to do the work, to bring the bread of life to them so that they may also know Jesus. I hope you guys have a blessed week this week. I hope wherever you go, wherever you're at, whatever job that you do, whatever school that you're in, whoever you meet, the friends that you have and the people that you speak to, I hope you have a positive impact on their lives. I pray that they see the face of God when they look at you, that they see the power of Jesus within you. You're a representation of all of us. You are a representation of Christ himself. If you call yourself a believer, if you call yourself a Christian and cuss people out at work and write nasty things on the internet and argue over nonsense on social media, you represent Christ in those times. Because when people hear you claim to be a Christian and watch you do these things that are nonsensical, they think all Christians do things like this. Because he's not serious about his faith, all these Christians are not serious about their faith. Because he's hypocritical, they're all hypocritical. You represent the community writ large. You represent Christ. We must stand strong and we must stand firm in righteousness and generosity and compassion and caring. But also stand strong in the discipline to do the work that God has called us for. I pray that for you today. And we hope that you have a blessed week. And you have a bunch of positive engagements. That you gain more followers into the community of Christ. That you bring more followers into the community of Christ. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, if you like this podcast, share this podcast. Share this video. Share this link comment below engage with our page with our community with one another that way we spread the message of god be a participant in the kingdom don't just sit on the sidelines and watch everyone else do the work pick up the baskets yourself and feed the people and with that ladies and gentlemen until friday we will see you 
uh, here, same time, same place. You guys stay on fire for Christ. Stay blessed. Good morning, Christian America.